What's up, Seahawks fans? We are back in the win category, six and one, taking over the NFC as the top seed. It was a weird division, or it was a weird week this week. The Packers lost, the Rams lost, and the Seahawks number one in the NFC. Here's a pretty good recap. The defense looked outstanding. Here are our thoughts. And we get Carlos Dunlap for in a trade. Jamal Adams is coming back. Things are looking good. Looking forward to week nine. Started the game for us at running back. RB five. Was it four or five? Five. <laughs> Was it five? Holy shit! Listen to our lineup. Our lineup is pretty sick at, at running back. Chris Carson. Yes. Rashad Penny. Okay. Then Coming five. back in a few yeah. weeks, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. two to three weeks. I don't, I'm not. I haven't heard the exact update. Then uh, Carlos Hyde. Then Travis Homer. Yep. Number five, DJ Dallas, and he's like. In terms of fifth string running backs, he's got to be at the top. Like he's a rookie, so he hasn't really seen the. He's seen like he's touched the ball a few times, but in earlier weeks. But he just seems like a fun he's guy. Great, man. He's totally. a tw- twenty-two year old rookie who's having fun, man. He's so much fun, smiling all the time. Yeah, he was loving it, and he, and had he a, ran very hard, very hard. Yeah, he had a running touchdown and then a receiving touchdown yeah. also. Yeah, big game. Um, you know, this is so cool. I was listening to a post-game press conference with Russ and it must, like, talking in this podcast, it must sound like I have nothing to do. <laughs> listening to post-game press conferences on Facebook after the game, listening to Russ and DK and Bobby and Pete chat about the game. Russ, in the post-game press conference, when asked about DJ Dallas and his uh Rockstar performance. Russ says, you know what? I know the kid can play. I went up to him uh, before the game and I said, hey, everyone starts somewhere. I started in Seattle eight years or nine years ago, whatever. No one thought I was any good. Everyone starts somewhere. This is your start, bro. Go get it. Man, that must mean the world to him, eh? It's huge, eh? Huge. And he got 18 carries. So, I mean, they trust him. They ran everything through him. But on the other hand, like 18 carries is not a lot for a traditional Seahawks no. team. Nope. Not at all. I like, we don't need to talk much about the impressiveness of the bounce back. So last week was not a rock star performance in terms of the Seahawks overall. And was our first loss of the season. This week, like much better. The offense started pretty slow, but after that, it was it was unstoppable. Our first three drives of the game were, I think, punt, punt, punt. Yeah, like like three and outs, mm-hmm. and it was not good. But Russ had Russ had a Russell Wilson game. He was 27-37, 261 yards, four touchdowns, QB rating, or rating of uh, 128. Ooh. So big bounce back. 
And we talked about it last week. Like he, and I was watching him pretty closely this week just to see if there was, it's easy to say a interception is a mistake and that is sometimes true and sometimes not true. Like Marco and I were talking last night about Mm -hmm. when a quarterback hits a receiver in the hands and it deflects up into the air and the, a DB or linebacker intercepts it. Should that count as an interception against the quarterback? Do you think it should be a fumble on the wide receiver? Like, I don't know how else you would diagnose that stat. Like in baseball, the errors and stuff like that, or pitching is a good example. Mm-hmm. If you throw a pitch and it goes to the backstop, like the catcher does not catch it, it can be categorized as either a wild pitch mm-hmm. Or an error on the catcher. Okay. Like if you throw a strike down the middle and yeah. the catcher just doesn't catch it and it goes to the backstop error and the runner the advances, mm-hmm. an error on the catcher. Whereas if you throw it 26 feet over his head, it's a wild pitch, an error against the pitcher. So we should introduce errors in football. Well, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not saying it needs to be done. I'm just saying like the, you can't look at the interception stat and negatively affect quarterback to me. Because it was a perfect pass by the quarterback, right? He could have done nothing different. And that happened a couple times early in the year. Like Russ has six picks this year, three of which were last week, all three blatantly his fault, which we've acknowledged. But I think two out of the first three were like, I remember the Greg Olson one early in the year where Mm -hmm. it literally hit him right in the chest and the hands and he just deflected it up in the air. I don't, anyway, I don't know what I'm getting at with this, but I was watching Russ pretty closely because those three passes last week that were picked were very un-Russell Wilson-like. And he had a pretty flawless game in terms of making good decisions. Like not forcing anything. Mm -hmm. He threw the ball away a few times. He just looks super calm and confident, right? But that, like, that's normal. Yeah. He always is. Every pass. That's good. A lot of guys had big games. The, so, like, I think it's important to note that our... There's a couple things. Our defense is not good yet. They had the potential to be good. And the pickup of Carlos Dunlap was was big this week, I think. It can only help. We had uh, three sacks this week, yes. which is an improvement. We rushed the quarterback. We got pressure on the quarterback, which is great. Jimmy G looked very poor. Unfortunately, he's injured for you Niners fans out there. And he's going to be out six weeks. That's tough. Yeah. The So, like, let's look at our defense. We have um, Bruce Irvin out for the year. We have Jamal Adams. I think, was that his fifth Fourth or fifth game he's missed. Fourth, maybe? With a bye. So with Fourth plus a bye, maybe. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Shaquille Griffin was out, our number one corner. Mm-hmm. And we had our best defensive game of the year. So I, like, we were just chatting about this as you walked in. The game was like 30 to 7 and really over with like 11 minutes left. And then whatever. San Fran scores a, few, a couple touchdowns. <clears throat> not really concerned. Not really concerned about. I like that we. It was still a double digit win because we don't get many of those. No. 
But the game was further apart than the score. Oh, shows. it wasn't even close. Well, he scored 20 close. points in the fourth. Yeah, it wasn't close. I, I, according to me, it was not close. Nope, not at all. It was 30 to seven, I think, with in the fourth quarter. So I think we scored first in the fourth quarter. Out of field goal, I think. Um, yeah, the D, I'm pumped to get Carlos Dunlap, I think, is a big pickup. And we gave away like little, not a lot for him. I don't know much about him. And I talked to a few friends that have like heard his name and watched him a little bit. He's in Cincinnati. So it's not like I'm watching their football games. They've been pretty tragic for a long time. Mm -hmm. But apparently he's a pretty good athlete who just um, has had nothing to play for. So he hasn't really put up big stats. But I think in Seattle, a guy like that who who maybe needs some exterior motivation I think is going to be as good as he can be surrounded by Bobby Wagner, the ultimate defensive workhorse mm-hmm. who was outstanding this week. Jamal Adams, who is like superstar hype man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then Shaq Griffin too is like a pretty energetic, loud, raw, raw kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So I think surrounded and like, Think of yourself as a professional athlete, people out there. You're making five to seven million dollars a year, regardless, really, of your effort. You could put in a 75% effort, play mediocre, but your team sucks. So your team's gonna be six and ten, five and eleven, whatever it is. Every year, you're not gonna make the playoffs. What motivation do you have? being two and five to start the year, two and six, to work your ass off on every single play. If the front office isn't making moves at all and it's like the same problem year after year, then zero. 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 Right? What do you, yeah. You're giving up your body. You're sacrificing so much and for what? Whereas halfway through the year, you are traded to, at the time, right now, the Seahawks are the top team in the NFC. You're traded to the best team in the NFC with the MVP, the most, let's say one of the most two or three most exciting offenses in the league, mm-hmm. and a defense that is underperforming. To me, that is pretty motivating. Like a team that playing well has a legitimate shot to win the Super Bowl. You have a couple of rock stars around you. Get the best that, quarterback. You don't need to worry about the offense. <laughs> Like your job, the the reason that they brought you in here is to get a couple, like a few pressures on the quarterback a game. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's pretty motivated. Like I think that is something to play for. It's almost like a career restart, right? Totally, man. Mm-hmm. Totally. For me, I think I've, I've liked Jaron Reed a lot. He's been playing well. I think he has a potential to actually like separate separate himself for the rest of the line, like superstar wise. So he's a tackle. Yeah, and I, they're going to put Dunlop on the same side of him. So I think that's going to help Jaron Reed even more. And then on the other side is going to be Snacks. And Snooks. I have no idea what type of how much that guy has left in the tank. No idea. I've seen him at practice. With a half shirt on, and he does not look in good shape. Really? I heard, yeah, no, he doesn't, does he? Well, it, 
People there, say people say a he's reason, a freak though. There's a reason he hasn't been elevated off the practice squad. Because like he's not in physical condition to play in the NFL. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know. I've never really watched him play. He's from Detroit, right? I think. Cincinnati. Or for the, is that hometown? Uh no, Snacks, Harrison. Oh s- Dunlap. Dunlap is from uh Cincinnati. Correct. Detroit, right? Yeah. Damon Harrison. So I never watched him at all. He's from Detroit, yeah. But, and I don't even, I'd like, I don't know what condition he's in. I don't know if he's going to be able to play 25% of the snaps, 50% of the snaps. I have no idea. But if, I feel like Schneider's got to be up there with one of the top GMs in the league. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's done a really, really good job putting this team together with like low round draft picks. And like picking guys up for very little yeah, in trades. A hundred percent. That are just kind of no namers but fit into the system really well. And then he goes out of his way to get like a stud like Jamal Adams. I personally think the clowny move was a good move. Because mm-hmm. I think they offered him thirteen and they held firm at that. Yeah. And he he wanted his seventeen or eighteen, whatever. And what did uh, Tennessee eventually give him like 15 I think plus it was a 15, bonus? Yeah. Plus, if he gets X number of shit, then he gets an extra $2 million bonus or something. He hasn't been doing so well over there. I haven't really paid attention to him at all, but it's hard, man. It's hard to demand a lot of money when he played six games last year. I know. And at times he was really, really dominant, but. I agree that, you know, I had this conversation with Mike Bell the other day. He might be the most knowledgeable man on football that I know, Hmm. on stats and shit like that. And he was saying the value of a superstar pass rusher is so much higher than a superstar safety. Hmm. Because a superstar pass rusher makes uh, makes defensive backs looks good look good because they only have to cover yes I get that the yeah. receivers for three right. seconds versus six right like it's such a big difference if you're trying to cover the best athletes in the world like DK Metcalf like Tyler Lockett like those guys one on one like Julio Jones like all those guys it's impossible to do it for six seconds yeah. Impossible. They're going to get open, and if there's a good quarterback on the other side, like Russ, like Mahomes, like whoever that can get out of the pocket and make like extend plays, they're gonna be open. They just need a half a step, and they're gonna get it. So that was his thing. That was his comment: was if you have a good pass rusher, they will make the DBs look good because they only have to cover for three seconds. Mm-hmm. Versus a good safety is gonna get beat by the best athletes in the world. If they have seven, eight seconds to run routes, that makes complete sense. Because essentially, it's a quarterback that controls everything, right? So you want to limit him as best as you can. He he says most valuable positions on the football field: quarterback number one, mm-hmm. pass rush number two. Yeah. Least <laughs> value. So most over. Let's say most overrated. Most overrated positions on the football field. Uh. Hold on. Let me go back to. Most valuable positions on the football field, quarterback number one, mm. pass rush number two, O-line number three. Mm. 
the opposite of that, most overrated, running back number one. Really? Okay. A good run, a good offensive line makes a mediocre running back yes. look like a superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so running back is number one, and then and a superstar running back is very hard for him to make a shitty offensive line look good. A superstar running back will not be a superstar if his offensive line sucks. Totally. Totally. Props to our offensive line. Our offensive line has been way better than I thought they were going to be this year. Comparing to last year, it's not even close. It's, it's different so teams. different, man. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is. Like, it's a lot of the same guys. We have that uh, Damian Lewis, who's the rookie. Mm-hmm. I think he's a right guard. Mm-hmm. Is that right or wrong? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he's a right guard. Who is a big dude and a very athletic guy. And I think he's been helping a lot. Dwayne Brown, dude. They, <laughs> the NFL and the people on TV and the camera crews do a really good job of like isolating players throughout a game. Mm-hmm. So they had a couple plays throughout the game where they like isolated Dwayne Brown and they were just talking about like people whose name rarely get mentioned but are extremely valuable to the football team. And he's like one of the best in the league, I think. They showed him on a couple plays where it was like kind of a screen play. So his job, like he's the left. Right guard. Damian Lewis? Damian Lewis is right guard. Yep. Damon or Damian? Damon. Damian. Damian Lewis. And Dwayne Brown is the left tackle? Correct. So they always say that your best offensive lineman is your left tackle. Or it should be your best tackle. The reason for that is ninety nine percent of quarterbacks yeah. are right handed, right. and that's your blind side. So that you're protecting your greatest asset, oh. which is your quarterback. They had a segment on left handed quarterbacks, and it was insane how much left handed quarterbacks changed the game. Because mm-hmm. now your best rusher is on the opposite side, and also when they throw the ball, it spins the other way. I've never even thought about that. Uh, what's the guy's name, the really good tight end who's the commentator now? Gonzalez. Gonzalez. What's Tony. His name? Tony Gonzalez, yeah, yeah. He was talking about uh, playing with a left-handed quarterback in college or something like that, and he said it took him a few weeks to get used to it, and they would like practice, after, like just run routes after practice to get used to catching the ball. And like I think about it in terms of golf. Like when you hit the ball in golf, there's side spin right. on it. Yeah. And if you're right-handed and you hit like a like like a cut or a slice, it's spinning and going to the just right. Just naturally, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're hit if you're left-handed, you're hitting a cut, it's spinning and going to the left. It's kind of the same in football. Like if I throw the ball right-handed, it's, there's spin on it. And the longer it's in the air, the more it's gonna drift with the wind because of the spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a left-hander, well, it kind of drifts to the it right. It has the opposite bit. spin. Yeah. So the longer it's in the air, it's it's going the other way. Apparently, Jerry Rice and Steve Young had that problem. And it took Jerry Rice a little, like, a bit to get actually get used to it because it made that big of a difference. And Steve Young. Steve Young's a lefty. No way. Yeah. Steve Young's right-handed. No way. They were talking about the greatest left-handed. How many left-handed quarterbacks can you name? I can name two. <laughs> yeah, Steve Young is the first left-handed quarterback to earn the Pro Bowl Hall of Fame. He's left? I didn't know that. Huh, crazy. <laughs> You can name two, you said? Steve Young plays for the 49ers. I don't give a fuck about him. And who's the other guy? 
Mike Vick. That's the only guy I knew. And Tua. Yeah. He's the new one. That's why they did this segment, because he was starting this week. He had a very mediocre game. Mm -hmm. His defense played extremely well. There's a couple big upsets this week that are very, very worth talking about, and both benefited Denny and the Seahawks greatly. One, the Dolphins pump the Rams. What the hell happened? I didn't watch much of the game. Well, their defense had four turnovers, I think. Their defense played really well, the, the Dolphins. And the other... Oh, the Packers lost. Packers lost. To the fucking uh, Minnesota. Back-to-back games, the Packers lost. Right? No, I think they, they lost one and then they lost again. Okay. Because two... Oh, maybe two weeks ago they got pumped by the Bucks. I think the Packers are kind of struggling a little bit similar to the Seahawks, as in like their offense is fantastic, but it's their defense that's slowing them down a little bit. I talked to Mike Bell weekly about NFL, and he says that the Packers are not very good. Is it 14 to 3? That is correct. Holy fuck. The worst team in the league. This would be the biggest upset of the week, dude. This would be fantastic. The Giants are literally the worst team in the league. The Giants and the Jets are battling every week for who can fuck up more. (laughs) Who's shittier? Every week. It's the battle in New York for 31st and 32nd in the league. But like with a win here, don't the Giants keep their playoff hopes alive? (laughs) Is that what? Because they're in the NFC East, right? Oh, yeah. How tragic is that division? So right now, the Eagles are leading the division with three wins. So, yeah, they'll be tied for with two wins if they win this. Man, that division is so brutal. <laughs> going into the week, listen to this, Carl. Going into the week, the Seahawks division was 19-8. and eight. Wow. Going into the week, the NFC East total teams mm-hmm. had a total of seven wins. <laughs> That's brutal. And yet they're fucking televised the most still. The Cowboys, eh? Yeah. Man, but the, the Eagles, like the Giants. Like. I, I, I understand that most teams do not have an option for QB3, right? I understand. <laughs> That's a tough position. Man, it's so bad. But that guy was just so awful that last night. DeLucci. <laughs> I guess you got to just, you got to trade for somebody. You got to find like a backup who could be a starter. But then what? They have to learn your entire playbook like and just fill the the role. That's why the role of QB is the hardest. It's by far the hardest and teams completely fall apart on their second or third string QB. I don't know. Like, so what, even if, like who's left out there for QBs? I I, I don't know. And go get Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's been on like what? 26 of the 32 teams might as well keep it going. So many guys have just the backup QB career, eh? Just filled the right roles. It's totally. so funny. And he's but he's been doing guys. it forever. Forever. He's never been a number one QB ever. No. He'll, he'll start a couple games every year. Yeah. Because he's always on shitty teams that like are whatever, three and nine. And they're like, might as well switch it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quarterbacks are dead. And then Fitzpatrick comes in, has two weeks of magic. Yeah. And then they end the year 5 and 11, and he <laughs> goes to another team next yeah. year. 
<laughs> that is so true. Tua did not have a good week. Mm-mm. I think he threw for 98 yards or something. But I like that they're giving him a chance. I know we were talking about this with Mike the other week. Oh, good. The Bucks put up a field goal. Congratulations, boys. You're down 14 to 6 to the worst team in the league. He had uh, 93 yards, one touchdown on 22 passes. Attempts. 92 yards on 93. He only threw the ball 22 times. Mm-hmm. I think their defense had two scores, though, didn't they? They did. They had four turnovers for sure. One was a fumble recovery for a touchdown. They had a rushing touchdown, too. And then they had a receiving touchdown and then two defensive touchdowns. Okay. That's nice. That is nice. When your defense puts up 14 points, that's... Dude, it's hard to lose games when your defense scores 14. Goff threw 61 attempts. That is a lot. How many yards? 355, one touchdown, two interceptions. Man. The Dolphins' defense played phenomenal. It's exciting. You know what? I We talked a lot about defense. I'm pumped that they had a... I, I love... I, I would hope that this is a breakout game. Mm-hmm. And we keep saying this, but we're going to see how good the Seahawks are for the next three weeks. Two weeks ago, we had a really tough game against the Cardinals. Lost by three. Last week, this week, pumped the Niners. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, I've been talking about the Seahawks offense as one of, if not the best offense in the league. And I, like, nothing has proven me wrong yet. People that I tell this to tell me that we haven't played a good defense yet. And I disagree because I think New England's defense is decent. And Arizona's defense is pretty good too. Mm -hmm. And we put 34 up on them, I think. Yep. 37. No, sorry, 34. 30, yeah, we lost by three. <clears throat> the Niners were, were, I'm not sure what they are now, but they were in the top five in every defensive category or like mm-hmm. the main five defensive categories, points allowed, uh, whatever, whatever, run it, rush yards allowed, whatever. We put up 37. We did whatever we wanted to. And in the second half, just kind of coasted because, well, I guess they scored a lot of points in, in the third quarter, early in the third. But but if our defense doesn't step up in that first quarter, second quarter, then it's one. Of, it's a typical Seattle game. We're probably playing from behind, eh? Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like teams, I'm learning this more and more as I'm watching NFL a lot more. I feel like teams have a first half game plan mm. and they just stick to the first half game plan and then they're then they see what is the score at halftime. They analyze, yeah. And then change the game plan completely. Mm. And that's what Seattle was really good at in the first like good. I'm being super sarcastic when I say good. Really terrifying at. They would go into the first half and be like, we're gonna establish the run. We're gonna run the ball 25 times in the first half. And then they come out of the first half rushing the ball 22 times for 42 yards and down 17 to 3 at halftime. And they're like, Russ, can you help us out here? Yeah. And then they'll win the game 24-21 because they fucking throw the ball in the second half. But 
This year, it's slightly different. Russ is getting a lot more opportunity. Threw the ball 37 times this week, which being up most of the game, I'd say is on the higher end of what the Seahawks are going to see. But I like that against one of the best defenses in the league, top five in most categories, you still can't stop us. Mm -mm. And I haven't seen anyone that's done it good yet. No one. No one. I think we've scored over 30 points in every game but one this year. And we won one of the games we won like 27 24. Yeah. I think the only game that we didn't score over 30 was the Seahawks Vikings. When we offered in the first half and yeah. then put up 27. This yes, game. correct. Yeah. That's the only game. Man. I want you. So when Carl came over today. I don't know if I've ever seen him that excited. Talking about the bounce back win. Talking about how the game was not close. What is your current feeling on the state of the Seahawks in the NFC? I think all the games previously to this one were were just so close, right? You get within one score, so you don't really see like that dominance. Like, are the Seahawks really a team that can make a run for the Super Bowl? I think this was the first game all year that we've we've seen what they can do. Like you were mentioning, like San Francisco has a real defense, and we just did whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. Our defense showed up. We made a bunch of stops, and we we looked like a full, complete team on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think if we fucking play like this, I think you know we'll, we're going to go far. But we have to focus and like keep this level of play. We can't regress to last week. We just got to keep going forward, man. But it was good to see, and I'm pumped. It is, it's weirdly exciting when you see a defense perform really well, right? It's fucking exciting, man. You yeah. get pumped. It's weird. It is weird. Like, there was one play that I saw a bunch of people repost on social this week where Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Wagner comes on a blitz. He hits the guard in the chest. The guard bounces backwards and hits the tight end, who is also trying to block him. Both fall down. <laughs> And Bobby Wagner is falling down to his left, grabs the quarterback's ankle a f- for a sack. Freak. Freak. You can't teach that, man. I've never seen something like that before. He's just playing dominoes out there. With defenders. <laughs> he just he bulldozed two dudes. That combined weight is three hundred or six hundred and fifty pounds. Fuck. I mean, he's a special player, dude. He's one he's one of a generation. And he's fun to watch. He's, he's so, so much bad. fun to watch. He's I, yeah, I think Jamal Adams is going to come back. I think we're going to be talking about the defense a lot more. I think it's going to be fun. The really so one of the really cool things about Bobby Wagner is he never ever takes one playoff. Mm-mm. Nope. And Jamal Adams is the exact same. And I think a healthy Seahawks defense with Jamal Adams, with Bobby Wagner, with uh, what's his name, Carlos Dunlap. Jaron Reed. KJ Wright still, man. Snacks. Snack. I just love saying fucking snacks. Like, when am I going to get to announce snacks? I'm going to be yelling it all next week if he suits up. Here's the Seahawks highlights. That first touchdown by DK was we haven't stupid. Men- also, Hollister, great block there. We haven't mentioned DK once this podcast. Dude, I think what do you he need to say it. about that dude, man? <laughs> He wore a pink fucking suit to the game and he showed up and had what? 12, 12 receptions, 161 yards, two touchdowns. What are you going to say about him? 
Uh, what is there to say? He's I think a freak, man. We just keep riding on his back, man. I hope him and Russ just keep getting better and better. And there's no one in the fucking league that can guard him. One-on-one, throw it up there. He's coming down with it. There's no one in the league, man. Peterson did a good job last week. He did, a, yeah. But it was more than just Peterson. I mean, especially like if you do that, then you're going to leave someone open, right? Like Lockett had that huge game. That's the problem yeah. right there. You can't stop it all. <clears throat> And that's so that's Mike Bell's um, argument against why DK is not in a conversation with um, Calvin Johnson. Is Calvin Johnson had no one else on his team for his entire career? No quarterback, nothing. <laughs> and he put up all those numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas DK has the luxury of being in one on one coverage right. most of the game. And he is just a way better physical specimen than anyone else on the field. And so he just beats guys one-on-one. But Calvin Johnson, on the other hand, got double-teamed most he of was, his career because he was there was no Tyler Lockett. The defense was completely planning for him, right? Dude, David completely Moore... shut him out. David Moore is a pheno- like a really good number three, right? He's, he's amazing. He shows up exactly when you need him, man. Great hands, runs good routes, mm-hmm. and ca- like he catches the ball. And he's like, he probably looks good because he's playing against like linebackers and. Yeah. But still, you know, man, it's still, that's dude. Someone needs to fill that fill that job, and he's doing. A, he's he's had a, a much better year than I would have thought going into twenty twenty. He had another touchdown last game. Much too. better, man. What is his numbers this year? He's a scoring machine, right? He's got. He only has 16 receptions, but it feels like he's very averaged out. Because he's scoring on like 30% of them, dude. <laughs> it feel like it feels like every week we're we're seeing him catch three or four balls, and that that number's not right because he has 16 receptions over seven games. So he only catches two to three balls a game. It's not a lot. But he's got three touchdowns. And he's like he's solid. We remember all of his catches. Totally. He sticks out so much, eh? They're big plays. It feels they are like. big plays. I feel like teams kind of, you know, they're just they're fucking watching Metcalf and Lock, and they, they kind have of forget to. forget about him a little bit, you know. And Russ, Russ is looking out for him. How do you game? Okay, so how do you game plan against the Seattle Seahawks if you're a defensive coordinator right now? Go tell me what are you gonna do when, like, Will Disley and Greg Olson. Both are great tight end options. So consistent. And then there's three, like, let's say David Moore is a decent receiver in the NFL mm-hmm. across the board. Decent. Not not top 30. But there's two guys that are in the top 15. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? You're crying, dude. I mean, what no can one's you fi- do? I guess no one's figured it out yet. So we, we like, no one has an answer. You just got to control the long ball, but... But then but no one's Mick, done that. No one, no. And we still like Chris Carson was injured last week. The running game this year has not been as like, you know, relied upon as much this year as, as it was last year. So, I mean, hopefully that comes back a little bit too, but I it's don't know. not necessary. It's not necessary. It's an attribute. With these, with like these wide a, receivers? Totally. It's a... Uh, Which is fantastic. When you have a quarterback and a receiving core like we have... The running game is a second thought, and it is not what teams are game planning against, which makes it look good, right? 
Like Carson will, Carson will have 14 carries and 80 yards. And that is, I'm totally on board with that mm-hmm. every game. Yeah. Throw in a couple <clears throat> receptions. DK. So DK is averaging 97 yards a game and one touchdown in the first <laughs> seven games. That's pretty good. Pretty 36 good. receptions through seven games, which is what? A million. Six receptions a game? Five and a half? Uh, yeah. Five and, five and a half. And it's a good time to be a CX fan. This, this is a very, very, very fun year. <clears throat> it's, uh, the NFL is so strange. The NFL is so weird that, like, <clears throat> injuries will kill a Super Bowl run season, right? Oh, yeah. So Like, easily. the wrong guy goes down. <clears throat> it's a different team. Completely different. Mm-hmm. In any other sport, is that the case? No, because you still have guys that buy into the system and still run their plays, still do all that, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but in football, you have that one guy that's just leading everything. I was talking to a guy who's a Chiefs fan today, and he was, like, sharing stats Mahomes versus Wilson this year. Yeah. And I say, got two comments. One is, as far as I know, the NFL has never handed out an MVP award after week eight. (laughs) Number two, these two guys I've said from the beginning of the year are by far not even close. Like Mm -hmm. no one is even close to these two guys. And I'm, I'm not, I can't make an argument either way. I don't know Mahomes' game as well. I know that Wilson is top two. That's all. I, that's all I know. But no one's close because, and we, that's my like my that's my comment is that I don't need to have an argument. Mahomes versus Wilson. I don't care. One of them, I think, this year is going to win the Super Bowl, as long as like health wise is fine. But like, no one in the league could replace either of them. No, no one. I don't, it's not even I, close though, Carl. Could you even imagine that? It's a fucking completely different team. It's not even close. Like you put an average quarterback, let's say average being like a, who, Ryan Tannehill? Sure, but he's been playing pretty good last couple. Let's, he is not, he's not, he's not a guy no. that you revolve the offense around no. who's just going to help you. When it's third and seven, you just say, I don't know, figure it out, Russ. Hmm. Right? right? Yeah. Play action. You can call some sort of scheme where receivers run seven different routes. Yeah. But he's just going to extend the play and he's going to wait till someone gets open and he's going to hit them. Correct. The chest. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill needs, okay, two people are running slants. I'm going to take three steps. I'm going to throw it to one of them. He's like, I watched one of his games this year and he is not an elite quarterback. He also has like the best running back in the league to dump the ball off. I also haven't watched on that. To 100%. I haven't watched Jared Allen, so I can't really comment on him, but I would assume that you sub Jared Allen into the Seahawks for Russell Wilson, and their record goes from six and one to three and four, four and three. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Easily. I think so. They just become a mediocre team, middle of the pack. It's different. Because now your defense is still struggling, but now your offense fucking comes way down. You're running the ball more. Yeah. Yeah, it's boring. Very I think. boring. 
What else, Carl? Wait, you said <clears throat> Jared Allen? What's the guy's name? Josh Allen? Josh, uh, Kyle Allen? Josh Allen? There's too many quarterbacks. What's the Buffalo guy's name? Kyle Allen. Kyle? Kyle? I could have fucking sworn it started with It's him, Josh yeah. Allen. I'm sorry. Josh, Dude, thank you. There's probably... Th- Who's like, Jared? Th- there's third... Jared Allen is uh, an American curler. <laughs> that's that's 100% who I was talking about. And then Kyle Allen is uh, quarterback for the football team, the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And then we have Josh Allen. There's, I think there's eight or nine quarterbacks with two first names in the league right now. Josh. So it's Josh Allen? Yeah. He's the Buffalo guy? Yeah, Josh Allen. Right. That's how many times I've watched him. I can't remember <laughs> his name. <laughs> Who the hell's Jared Allen? What quarterback has the first name Jared? Goff. Jared Goff? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought it was Josh Goff. No. Jared Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. There's too many of them. Pump for next week. Next week in Buffalo against the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are now five and two. The Buffalo Bills are now, let me just, they are six and two. Six and two. They beat, they got a two game winning streak right now. They beat the New England Patriots 24 21. The New England Patriots, all you Patriots fans out there, two and five. Yikes. Tough start. What is going on there, man? I don't think they're, oh, no. That was really bad. And that's why you're one of the worst football teams in the league when you throw duck picks like that. Daniel Jones? Who is that? The quarterback or the guy who caught it? Who's the quarterback? Daniel Jones? Who's that? Exactly. (laughs) He's the guy who... Man, what a terrible decision. This guy is the guy who replaced uh, Eli. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was fucking awful. Yikes. I really hope the Giants don't throw this one away. It's not looking good. Next week in Buffalo against the Bills, Jared Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen? <laughs> what was his name? Josh Allen. Just call him Allen. What did you say, Kyle? If Kyle Allen is the Washington football team quarterback. Washington. Can... Can someone answer the question? I've Googled it so many times. When, who is in charge of naming Washington's football team? When are they going to have a name? How are they having a name? Is it a, like a fan vote? Are they going to provide three options and the fans vote? Like what, what's happening? Here? Dude, they're just, they're making a killing on merchandise right now. Everyone wants a shirt that says football team on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, it's all, I don't know. Their what owner is happening. Own, own, their owner is like arguing with a bunch of big companies and I don't think they can decide on anything. Who, like, how long does it take to provide options? I don't know. This is a very good question. What's the owner's name? Uh, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's uh, Bruce. Daniel Snyder. Johnson. Oh, it's pretty close. close. Generic white guy. He's he's uh he's twenty years into his reign as the owner of the Washington football team. Twenty years. Bruce Schneider. Daniel Schneider. Daniel Schneider. 
Can you call? Uh, can you send him an email or call him? Yeah, I, I just want, like I don't understand. Pick a goddamn name. Like, is he just concerned about repainting the field? So he's just going to let 2020 ride and try to pick something for 2021? I think so. They got all their jerseys and their merchandise. They're not making the playoffs anyway, so they might as well just put put an NFL logo right in the middle of your stadium. What is this? Where are we? This is Tampa? Tampa's wearing home jerseys. They have an NFL logo in the middle of their stadium. Just the generic one? Yeah. What the fuck? No, this is the giant stadium. Seems strange. Hmm. All right, next week. In Buffalo, one o'clock game. The Buffalo game is at 10. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. That is... Man, they always try to fuck the West Coast teams by playing the early games there, over there. What do you think, Carl? Um, I think if we can control Josh Allen or Kyle Allen, whoever's playing, <laughs> I think that's that's key. Bills have a solid defense, but that doesn't really scare me because we saw last week what they did to San Francisco. Until someone can show me that it is possible to stop the Seahawks offense every single game, I'm over 34 points. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't think, like in a shootout, I don't think the Bills can, can keep up with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Agree. I think it's going to be a high-ass scoring game. High-ass. High-ass. Hmm. But the Seahawks will come out on top. Score. Whoa. I'm going to go. I like 37. 37 sticking out. To... Go 37 to 27? No. That's tough. I'm going to 31. 37 to 31. Okay. I think high scoring. I got 34, okay. 27. Let's go. The Seahawks, I'm hoping Dunlap plays next week. I think he will. Uh, I've been told by Pete Carroll <laughs> that Jamal Adams is back. And I'm not 100% sure on Shaquille Griffin's injury. So I don't know if he's going to be back. But <clears throat> getting those two guys, I think, is going to be huge. And I think it's going to be a fairly similar game to this week in that the Hawks will be up something in the ballpark of 17 to 6 at halftime. Mm-hmm. But we'll give up some points late. And it'll be 34-27. Pretty typical. So the game will not be as close as the final score shows. Mm, I think it'll be closer than this week. Yeah. I think Buffalo's better. Buffalo just has a better offense with their defense. The offense good. of the San Francisco 49ers. Sorry guys out there that love the ugly gold color. Oh, it's puke worthy. Man, I, I was having this conversation with this Niners fan this week. Why don't old school teams rebrand? It makes no goddamn sense to me. Those colors are disgusting Just the people. whole style. The yeah. whole thing is yeah. gross. Yeah. The whole thing. You're wearing puke yellow pants. That's, that's what you choose to wear. They just need their leather helmets. The Seahawks' previous uniforms were disgusting. Yeah. Now they're the best in the league. Yeah. Because... They had designers who know what they're fucking doing. Rebrand. Times change, man. Colors get Let's updated. Let's change it up. Right? Yeah. Change please. it up. Washington football team, pick a goddamn name. Niners, change your fucking colors and logo. 
I feel like I feel like someone needs to hire us, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> you want to design a journey jersey next week? It can't get any worse. It cannot. Who else? No. The Packers are lame as fuck. Their helmets are fine, but their jerseys that are just green with yeah. a gold stripe. Like, come up with something, guys. I think the Vikings are up there. They've been just the Cleveland s- Browns are atrocious. Like, it's been the orange and the. There's a brown jersey, and then it says in in letters, block letters that you found on like Microsoft Word, 1997, <laughs> says Browns at the top of the jersey in orange. Yeah, brown and orange, those are not colors that go together. No, it's throw up. <laughs> it's puke, man. There's other teams that are shit. I think the Dolphins turquoise is weird. The Jaguars, I don't really like. Panthers are kind of really old looking with the, like the turquoise blue, white kind of black. Do you think it's just, like who, I wonder who's in charge of that. It has to be the owner. Yeah. But you're getting advice from other people. Do you think, here Carl, you're the owner of, let's say one of the, like one of the original football teams in the league. Oh yeah. Who's that? Pittsburgh was probably one of the original ones. Uh, Green Bay was one of the original ones. Dallas, probably. Who were we just talking about? Oh, San Fran, San Fran was probably pretty early. Yeah. One of those teams that is super traditional. Do you appreciate the tradition and want to carry it on? Or do you update to the 21st century? I think it's just, it's all fan feedback. And then you got to talk to your fans, stadiums, and see what they say. If people want an update, you got to hire a fucking professional designer and update it. I say but, you tell your fans to go fuck themselves <laughs> and buy a new goddamn jersey, you cheap bastard. No matter what, eh? Yeah, there's a lot of bad ones out there. There's a lot of bad ones. The Seahawks were so bad in the 80s. Yeah. Look it at was Seahawks all, It was like jerseys. that gray kind of, right? And then it went to almost as bad. Like it... It went from 1 out of 10 to 1.75 out of 10. And then now, it, I think they're like 9. Like, their branding is super good, I think, right now. Because they, they brought in that highlighter green, right? And then they kind of changed the blue a little bit. So the blue jersey that came out, I can't remember when Nike took over. Nike took over from Reebok for the NFL official... I'm going to guess. Let me guess. Mm-hmm. 2013. So close. You're off by one. 14? 12. 2012. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. Because it was around the time that Russell Wilson came in the league, I think. Oh, I don't think he wore the old right. jerseys. Dude, they're fucking horrible. But the the old ones were kind of like pastel-y, greeny blue. Yeah. It wasn't like navy like it is now. They were weird. And the old Seahawks logo just looks like a deranged bird. It's just nothing sticks out. It's just all the entire jersey just blended in. And it's, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It's boring. Those ones. Yeah. It's, whereas now they're, I think they're sweet. But I mean, like, you can bring in a highlight green and ruin your jerseys real quick. But I think the way they did it is super modern and super, super. It's sweet. It's cool. I love these things. I wanted to buy one the first day I saw them. Because what's the, what's your favorite look right now? It's the, it's the green top with the blue pants? 
Or was uh, it the full green? I think my favorite is just the blue jerseys. Blue jerseys? I like that they get to wear the green twice a year. Mm-hmm. I think that's sweet. The full green, yeah. Yeah, I think the full gray looks really good. What I really want to see, what Bobby Wagner's post is about, is a black jersey. Oh, shit, yeah. With matte black helmets. Yeah. And the accent color where the blue is here yeah. is the lime green. So black and lime green, eh? That's All black. Sick. Numbers, even the numbers are black. Just the lime green accents where the navy is on this jersey. I think that would look super sweet. That would look really good. Yeah. And then like black pants, maybe neon, like the green socks or something. No, those aren't even the ones. Because they the numbers are off, right? Yeah. The yeah, those are those like people have done a lot of mocks of them. Mm-hmm. But someone posted something on social a couple of days ago, this week, I think. And I don't know if they got this quote from Bobby Wagner or they just made it up. But they're like, Bobby Wagner's not retiring until he wears a black CX jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking dope. Yeah. Hopefully one day it happens because that would be cool to see. It's going to happen. The, you know what? They've actually made a couple really cool army. You know, they have like That's army correct. appreciation yeah. or whatever in September. And they've made a couple of really sweet black camo Seahawks jerseys. I think they're like black with a camo number. And they look really cool. But they only release them. No, not the. There's even a different pair, right? Or a different kind. They had one this year that was black, mm-hmm. and then it had like a gray camo number. Oh, it looks sweet. They sold them on NFL.com for like two weeks, but they only produced Russell Wilson ones, and they were sold. Like I looked probably the second day they came out, and all they had left was three XL. Yeah, just take it in a little bit. <laughs> the, man, the jersey fucking scene is atrocious. NFL.com doesn't give a fuck about sales. No, no, they don't. What the hell, man? They're making too much money off games and stuff. But why not? Money have, is money. Money is money. Yeah. Why not have an option to customize a jersey to your liking? You can pick your exact colors. Charge exact me four hundred dollars. I don't yeah. give a shit. Let me do it. Yeah. I want a Jamal Adams jersey that is gray with the blue numbers. Yep. And Adams on the back that is stitched. That's all I want. You just get a you just get a machine that stitches the jersey as soon as you order it, like Amazon ha- does with books. <laughs> they have the option to customize the printed ones. They huh. just don't look good. They don't. The look printed good. ones don't look no. good. But you can put whatever you want on it. You can put number one hundred and eighty seven and put Carl Sabula on the back. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want. Is that a is that a am I eligible to receive with that number, Denny? I think you have to announce. Okay. Number one eighty seven is uh, reported as eligible. <laughs> This guy's roughing. <laughs> Refs were better last week. We do get fucked a bit, though. They do, yeah. There's still a couple of plays that kind of stuck out a bit. Russ got hammered pretty hard one time. He kind of half slid. Remember that one? He didn't fully commit, yeah, and the guys kind of cleaned it up. It's I, it's tough to watch. You know who the man. first guy in there was to push the other guys off and start the fight? Because there was a little bit of a brouhaha that started. Was it Metcalf? It was DK. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Of course it was. I think DK's and uh, Russell Westbrook's relationship is going to... Russell who? Westbrook. They actually brought him in from Oklahoma or from Houston. I always get the... Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Not the basketball player. I think, I think their relationship is going to take their game to the next level. I think they're super bro-y. I, I think they love hanging out and I think it makes a difference. Because sometimes like... 
you get chippy on the field, right? Shit doesn't go your way. And the biggest thing is how do you react to that? Mm-hmm. And I think you hear like Russ like talking to TJ and just mentioning all these things, like keep your head up, you're this is this is all you, right? Whatever. I think and I think that's huge. I think that's so, so big for development, for the future, for everything. And it's awesome to see. It's something that's not on the stats, right? No. So when you look at like MVP, I think it has to be things that are outside of stats. Absolutely, yeah. And I don't think there's anyone more valuable to their squad than Russell Wilson at this current moment in time. I agree. I don't know what Patrick Mahomes is like in the locker room, but I can't imagine at his age Just as, he's yeah. nearly as good Experience, as Russ no. is. I can't, no, I, I don't I think can't so. imagine if a rookie running back is starting his first game because seven guys in front of him got hurt, that Russ is going, or that Patrick is going up to him and saying, hey, dude, the great ones always start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is your start. Right? Yeah, let's go. Home.